Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody welcome to marriage of martinis i'm adam here's danielle hi so we're a little bit ill prepared for this episode okay we had nothing uh, well as usual i have nothing planned exactly <laughs> i the just we part is throwing yeah me a little i bit. just show up and you know whatever look pretty <laughs> I, sure i yeah. guess thank you appreciate it. is that my compliment for this episode that I just sit here and like pretty. Well, we'll get to that. Right. Ooh, that was a little foreshadowing right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, you have been busy at work. You have been for Super Bowl. Yes, we have been. But luckily, many thanks to everybody out there. Because I kind of question my customers who come in and they're buying all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, you have like a party going on, you know, whatever. And they're like, no, it's just me and, you know, the kids. Yeah. My husband or like my New wife. Year's. Or, yeah. So it's kind of a little bit very similar to New Year's where I was thinking nothing was going to happen and was pleasantly surprised that a lot of people are just like, let's celebrate. Um, my kids are into this. I want to make it special for them and my family. And mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of people coming out, lots of people looking to celebrate. And, you know, out here on the East Coast where we are, we're in New Jersey. We've had a lot of snow. There's more snow coming tomorrow. Tomorrow is Super Bowl. So there's a lot of craziness. People are, like, like jetting out today. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I'm sure the supermarkets are out of control. Always when there's snow, no yeah. matter how much. Yeah, so it's like a weird day. It's like Super Bowl is tomorrow. Snow is tomorrow. So everybody is out to get their stuff to be home for just a day because the snow here doesn't last more than a day or two anyway. But, um, but it's good. Like people are getting out and they're, they're, they're supporting us small business and, you know, I guess biz, big business too. Wegmans. Yeah. Yeah. Wegmans was probably getting a lot of, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't go anywhere near there today. No, I had stuff I wanted, but I was not even thinking about potentially driving anywhere near Wegmans. Well, I went, I took the kids for the first time in a long time to the mall today and I had to pick up something for Mia and Mia was working with you. So I couldn't leave the boys home by themselves. So I had to bring them and we got to the mall and we're, it made me realize how many things we're going to have to relearn because I, I maybe I've been to the mall. I, I went a few times over the holiday to like pick something up quickly. Um, and it made me realize how many things we have to relearn once the pandemic is over, especially young kids who haven't done stuff in so long because we were going down the escalator and Jonah, our youngest, uh, is about to go down and I'm on the escalator and I look back and he's still at the top and he's like, mom, I forgot to go <laughs> down the escalator. I forgot 
I don't know how anymore. So I got to the bottom and I was sort of like, oh, God, Ian, go back up and get him. But he literally forgot how to use an escalator because it's been so long since he's used one. Right. Well, he's only nine. So I kind of get that. I know, but there was a time when he, I didn't have to put him on the escalator. <laughs> Did he, he look knew. like Will Ferrell and Elf when he was right? Like, exactly. Didn't know how to use the no, escalator. Yeah, he just stood at the top, and I think people behind him were like, "What's happening?" I was like, "Move over so that the people <laughs> behind you can get." But there is a lot that we're gonna have to relearn, like that we don't remember, especially young kids. Well, it's really funny because I have so many people that come into the store and. Like they just like they're wearing their masks. Thank you for doing that. Like that's what you should be doing. But when you wear a mask, it kind of like it it makes you. It doesn't just it it makes you like it makes it hard to communicate. Communicate, think, process information. Right. You know, see. Right, there's like, gotta be like a connection between your brain and your mouth. All of your senses are lost by wearing a mask, mm, and I get that. So I true. see it every day, yes. and I have. Like these, like these customers who come in and they're like, "Oh wait, how do I use this credit card? Like, I put my credit card in this way." Like their chip is facing them in the face. They're like, "What do I do? How do I?" And like people forgot how to shop and think and process. It's also things stressful normally. to shop now. Well, whatever it is, but it just makes you unaware. It makes you like discombobulated. It just mm-hmm. everything is off. Yeah. You know, so we're all just off out there shopping and we're all just like a bunch of stumbling idiots out there. We don't know what we're doing. Right. And just be patient with one another. Yeah, we forgot how to do things. Right. The people behind Jonah, when he was trying to go down the escalator, there was like a woman and her son. First of all, I looked like a bad mom because I'm like standing at the bottom of the escalator like, you can do it. Come on. I was going to ask you about that. I know. (laughs) I I did. Like you felt bad and you were like. Well, I was holding everything they wanted. I mean, they hadn't been in the mall in so long that they wanted to get all, you know, they wanted to go to Popeye's for chicken. They wanted to get Mrs. Fields. So I'm holding all the bags and I'm like, Ian, go back up and get him. But Jonah's standing at the top of the escalator and there are all these people like waiting to come down and I'm like, move over. But. I had a mask on, so he couldn't hear me, and right. he, I guess the hand motions. But the people were very nice, and they were, you know, I mean, they probably thought I was a terrible mom, but <laughs> it was a moment. So I decided that for this episode, we were going to do, and we still are going to do at some point in the near future, a guilt follow-up episode. Um, because people have been asking for so long for it. And I do think it's a good time to do it. You know, I think we're strong in our relationship and there's a lot of good things that could come of it. Um, so we are going to revisit the guilt episode. Um, and I, that's what I had sort of prepared for. But then with you working so much, I was sort of like, we can't really do that right now. Like, it's just too exhausting for you. And, and I think it will be sort of a complicated episode, although I don't want it to be like a negative thing. I want it to be more positive. But um, but I did decide, like, for this, you know, we, we've gone into some new territory later, lately with the kinks and fetishes and the Bride and Jeremy episode. We're, we're starting to get into some new territory, and people have been asking for our feedback about it. What do we think? Um, so I thought we could do a little bit of that. And then I just thought we've been putting out these Friday Five questions. Again, I'm having so much fun doing it. Um, in our emails on Fridays. And I really do want to consistently keep doing it because I know it has been helping so many people um, that I thought maybe we'll do the questions that I'm putting in this Friday's five for Valentine's Day. I think that's very fitting if we do some Valentine's Day questions. 
So um, it's not going to be what we originally planned, and that no, might be a little bit be. of a shit show. But our episodes <laughs> are always a little bit of a shit show. That's okay. We're just you know we're just here doing. We're these catching questions. up. We're we're yeah, catching up. I we're, guess so. we're, we're well, tying together loose ends. I mean, can you imagine if I was to even try to do? A follow-up to the guilt episode today. No. I mean, after last night, like, you <laughs> you literally called me a bastard today about yesterday. You were so mean last I was, night. I was not mean. Like, I can't. You keep saying that. You were mean. I wasn't mean. I was, like, I, I'm Agitated. Just, yeah. I'm, I, look, there's a lot going on. I'm just tired and I'm stressed. And, like, I'm not mad. I'm not, you know, I'm not. You know, oh, you were mad. I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at the kids. But like, I just get home and I'm just like, I want to go to bed. Like, I want to go to bed. Leave me alone. I'm right. tired. I get it. And then like the littlest things are just, you know, they stress me out for mm-hmm. no reason. I know I'm wrong for being stressed out for it, but you're not wrong. But I okay. But I shouldn't be. But first of all, you got your period. I have the secondary period from you, mm-hmm. and I'm having the you know the what's it called the um. Side effects of your period, and it's making me kind of... Yeah, no, that doesn't work. No? No, I you're think not allowed does. to use that. But I think it does. No. But you get to use it, so I feel Our like... Our 12-year-old has so many period questions. It's so funny, <laughs> because Mia and I really do get our periods at the same time. And he was like, that's true? And I'm like, where, where did you learn that? Like, where did you even hear that that's a thing? I mean, I, I don't know. I think they learn everything on TikTok, but he was sort of like... You guys really like, and he keeps having all these questions about, you know, about our period and everything. And Mia and I sit there with him. We try to be very patient and answer everything, but we're also sort of like, where are you hearing all of this? Because he doesn't have sex ed in school right now or anything. Right. No, but I find it very bizarre that you got your period two days ago. And for the last two days, I have been very like, like irrational and maybe I'm being emotional and rational. And that's, like making you then. No, but it's. I had a headache yesterday for like half mm. the day, like a bad one. Yeah. I don't get headaches. Like it's been a long time since I, since I've had a headache. Yeah. I and I I just I, I didn't want to hear from anybody. Like everything was just annoying me and pissing me off, and I was tired and mm. it was PMS or not Welcome PMS, to but my life. period symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. I I don't know. Maybe there is a thing about. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So uh, sympathy, f- something. Sympathy pains. Sympathy pains, like mm. this pregnancy, but not. Mm-hmm. This is not. Except you don't have to bleed and like worry about bleeding through your pants and <laughs> all that other stuff. Uh, okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is is a follow up to Bride and Jeremy's episode. Um, we well, I loved Bride and Jeremy so much. I'll talk about why more, but. Um, but it, it was a little bit of a, a confusing episode because it, it sort of it took a turn that we didn't expect. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people didn't expect it. I have listened to a bunch of episodes of their podcast and I'm a fan of their podcast, but I didn't know the extent of um, for those of you who haven't listened. I, I highly recommend you do because it is a unique story and um and they are now, so they've been in a polyamorous relationship for a bunch of years, and and they have sort of drifted away in, I don't want to say drifted away, because I don't know what their emotional connection is like, and none of us know, but they are living now these sort of separate existences, but they're still intermingled and, and with, and, you know, having get-togethers with family, and 
it's a unique situation, which I think is something that we're not used to in relationships. We're used to, okay, you get married and this is, you know, what you have kids, you, you get a job, you live together, you vacation together, you, every sort of step, sort of like a very much toned down version of when we tell people that we sleep in separate bedrooms, it's the, (gasps) this was an exasperated, (gasps) Yeah, I mean, sleeping in separate bedrooms, you know, was the initial shocker for us, you know. But, you mean from other people? Yeah, from other people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for something like this, I mean, it's it's such to the nth degree of what you and I, because we, we always felt that you and I were very, I don't want to say opposed to the norm, but we are different from the norm. And we have, we do different things like sleeping in separate bedrooms, and we've been doing it since forever. Okay, here's the thing I'm going to disagree with you about. I don't think we're against the norm. I think we're against the norm in that we are willing to talk about it. But I think a lot more people do that than are willing to talk about. Okay, so when you when we use the word norm, normal, whatever you want to say, is it the ex- expectations of what people think normal is? Or do you think normal... healthy is... Yeah, I don't know. Or or do you think... A healthy relationship only sleeps in the same bed. Why wouldn't you want to sleep in the same bed if you love the person? Right. Or do you think normal is, you know, 51% of people sleep in separate bedrooms, but just don't talk about it because now... I know a lot of people don't sleep in the same bedroom, but they do not talk about it. They have confided in me or right. or in someone who is like me and and admits that they do that but um but that is not something that you you know you you're openly sharing with people when you're out to dinner yeah, or but there, there's so many thi- like like what's normal there's so many things that could you know go with what's the norm you know is it what's what's normal you have, you know, the dad works, the mom works, you have two kids and you sleep together and you have two cars and you have like, what's normal or is normal the dad works and the mom stays home and takes care of the kids and you have one and a half cars and you have, you know, one and a half kids or like there's, I don't even know what the definition of normal is. Oh, the nuclear family is, you know, 2.5 kids and you live in a house and, you know, it, it's, it's. So is that normal? Is that well, that's quote unquote what I normal? think that's what society wants it to be and so they they push that on us every commercial and every it's getting a little bit better in you know in advertising and everything it's but changing a little bit but i do still think that the reaction to even us sleeping in separate bedrooms is i feel like sometimes when i talk to people they're sort of like trying to prove how much they love to sleep in the same bedroom and everything. And that's fine. I'm so happy you do, but I'm sure there's things that you and I love to do together that other partners don't. So the sleeping in the, in the, in the bedroom thing is one facet of your relationship. Well, I'm sure that Adam and I have facets of our relationship that maybe you don't have mm-hmm. you know it's just why 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 and who even care why are we comparing who care i'm so happy for you if you want to sleep in the same bedroom i do sometimes miss that i'm not gonna lie but you know when we're on vacation and stuff we do that we just haven't fucking been on vacation for a yeah, year look well i think i think it's changing for the better i think there is no more that's i that's why i'm so confused there's no more just quote normal you know, 50 years ago, normal was, you know, 
the dad works, the mom stays home, the mm-hmm. kids, you know, the, the wife, you know, she does laundry and cooks and cleans and, you know, there was all these expectations. Yeah, the word of, normal is, in my mind, almost a curse word. Like, why? Well, why yeah, do I we, mean, ha- what are we trying, why? What should be, I don't know, shouldn't contentment be the well, norm? Well, that's, well, that's the thing. Like, we were just talking to somebody, I forgot, remind me of the interview that we just did was, you know, I, I said something about, you know, now you see commercials about, you know, from Swiffer, you know, cleaning, and it's men. It's not women cleaning the house. It's men in the commercial cleaning the house. Or, you know, they're changing the ads. They're trying to change the norm of it's the man cleans or the woman cleans. or It doesn't matter. There's no expectations of who's supposed to do it. There's no gender, you know, specific to who's supposed to do what anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which interview that was? I don't I forgot. Remember. Yeah, I wish I could remember which one that was. But we talked about that. Um I'm just trying to wrap my head around what's normal and what's not and what, you know, is defiant against the norm because we are somewhat. And then we found, like, we thought we were defiant against the norm. And then we meet people like Bride and Jeremy, who are just so much more. Like, now we feel like we are the, quote, norm. Well, I think also that we have these expectations for even that, that they're a polyamorous couple, that, you know, they're supposed to have this main relationship in their lives which is the two of them that's supposed to be the quote-unquote normal polyamorous relationship and then they go off and they have their you know their experiences their side experiences and they come back and they're a main unit and and that's what it's supposed to be so we're already giving a definition to polyamory when there's really no it, correct me if I'm wrong, but there, there's no absolute definition to poly. It's it, all of this is is an amorphous concept that that everyone is still sort of getting getting used to and comfortable with. And and however they do things isn't the ultimate goal to be that I just want to be content in my life. Um, so I think a lot of us were taken back when they said they don't, they're not physical with each other anymore right now or sexual with each other anymore. And they, they have the, you know, they both live with these long-term partners that aren't each other. And, and bride said, you know, one of our main problems with, with Jeremy, one of my main problems with Jeremy was that financially, you know, we, we struggled that. Uh, she didn't get into too much detail, but that was a big problem for them. And living together, I'm sure, exacerbated that. So they live with these other people. And, um, you know, I think that we're all expecting that they were married when they were young. So they're going to they're gonna stay together and be married and have these outside polyamorous relationships. And that's not exactly what has happened. No, no, it's quite the opposite, actually. Yeah, right. so so here we are trying to define their relationship when really I don't know is it our place to do that? Well, no, we don't even need to. Um, I respect the fact that they're. Tr- I think they're trying to do what they want to do and what's going to make them happy. They're not doing it just because normal is you marry a person, you live with them forever, and that's the only people you're with. I don't think that's the reason that they're doing this. I, I think they have certain. Is it beliefs? I don't know. Certain thoughts. You know, I don't know what the right answer is. But even like Jeremy said, he had no idea he was into a polyamory marriage. Polyamorous. Polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Polyamorous. 
polyamorous. Yeah. Okay. He was never into that idea until he met Bride. But he fe- it's not like she talked him into it, but she discussed it with him and he found that, okay, well, th- you know, this sounds like it could be my thing. Um, but I think the fact that it's, you know, out of the norm, you know, is kind of hearsay. It's do what's going to make you happy. It's do what's going to, you know, make mm-hmm. you feel good about yourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I really do hope for them that that's the path it's going to lead to because I was a little concerned when, you know, at the end of the conversation when they were talking about they haven't slept together in how Two long? Years. Two years. And they're sleeping with other people. And I I have no idea. I have no opinion, no bias, no anything. It's, to me, it's just, I don't see how that works. I just hope it does for them. It's just, well, that's, it's such a that's giving the assumption that every couple has to be physical with each other to be worth it. Right. Another, another definition of normal. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and for me, you know, my problem is, and for us, we, cause we, we've sort of spoken about this and we did during the episode a little bit too, that. For us, you know, it would be very complicated for us to, to be with other people and then come back to each other, and that's that's a complicated issue for us. However, they are similar to you and me in the fact that they got married really young. They were in their early 20s, just like we were. Um, and then they once they got married, because they, that's what they were taught they were supposed to do, they were sort of like, holy shit, this wasn't the only option. And and I don't think you and I realize that either. Right. Even though even though I don't I don't wish it away because I I love our relationship and I love everything we've been through. Um, I do think that there's a part of more of us than are willing to admit. Maybe that yes, being with one person for the rest of your life is complicated and and. Can that one, you know, when we're very, um, we're very dynamic people, can that one person give us everything we need? I don't know. Well, as I've been reading in. <laughs> sapiens. I have been reading. I'm reading a book. Sapiens. <laughs> I'm reading Sapiens. Yes. I've taken it's an a little, excellent book. A little hiatus from, from you know, I, mm-hmm. I started it, but I'm, I, I, I got very far. You into like it. it? I do like it. Um, I, you know, it's going into a direction where I'm yeah, not so interested at this point. This will be point. your third book. No, it's I, I read um, two books twice and a couple of books half I'm so not surprised you read two right? books twice. Exactly. That's just the Who way I am. Who reads two books twice? I can understand if you've read 1,500 books and you go back and you read two of them <laughs> again. But you've read two books and you read them twice. <laughs> Well, I think I read it halfway and then I stopped and then I went back and read it again okay. and I read the whole thing. So one and a half times. Okay. But, you know, I'm very proud of myself that I'm reading something. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But this is not the way things are supposed to be. You know, we're not, we did not. No, you know, not no. This way. No, he says something completely different. Did I get to that part? Oh, yet? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm saying in the book, I'm asking you, did I get to the part? Uh, he does say, first of all, you know, the author of the book is a gay man. And he, um, you know, he not not that, that I think that influences. He's a scientist, so he's he's coming at this from a scientific perspective. But I do think he wants to make clear that listen, from a biological perspective, the man woman relationship is not the scientifically sound only relationship. That that we have two holes, three holes. I don't know how many holes do we have. Women, 
holes. We have holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holes. Right, right. I get so confused sometimes. But what he's saying is scientifically, you know, a a gay a a, a gay couple, a a male gay couple, and I'm sure he means female also. I'm not. I'm just taking away what I what I heard from it is that a man male female relationship scientifically is just as feasible as a male male scientific relationship because all the holes are there. So scientifically, well, why can't they have sex? Big, so well, what, because reproduction is not possible. Okay, but but what he said, but he's not talking about that. He's talking about scientifically from a um, anatomical perspective. There's no reason why they're, you know, they're just, it just doesn't make sense. You, you need to listen to that part again because I'm sure I'm butchering Excuse it. Excuse me. I did not listen. I read. Oh, I'm you sorry. Listened. I listened. Yeah. Yes. So, so, uh, thank I, you. I don't know if I, if I, if I even got there. Uh, you may not have. But anyway, what he's basically saying is that, that scientifically, a lot of this stuff, and we're not thinking scientifically, a lot of times we're thinking socially and, you know, it, capitalism is is teaching us, and advertisements are teaching us, and we have all these influences that aren't just scientific. And and what he's basically saying is, listen, if you're looking at the science of it, the male female heteronormative relationship is not the only way. You know that it doesn't. If you're looking from a, a, a an anatomical, not a biological standpoint, an anatomical standpoint. It's not the only way. And again, please read the book because you're going to understand it from a perspective <laughs> that I, as an English major, cannot possibly uh, yeah, explain Yeah, I wouldn't even to try to even... But, but what I'm saying is that, you know, we're influenced by all these different types of, you know, outside perspectives. Um, and, and what I do love about Bride and Jeremy is that in a sense, you know, they're navigating territory that hasn't been navigated before, you know? And I think about Gwyneth Paltrow, who I, again, I, I think I have a problematic relationship with Gwyneth Paltrow because I know she's a complicated figure and I have issues with her brand of goop. But I also do think that she is in some sense a pioneer who's out there doing things like they haven't been done before. And when it came to breaking up, quote unquote, with... Chris Martin, they called it conscious uncoupling because they didn't want it to be divorce and everyone like leapt at them and called them out on it. But in a sense, she was sort of like, well, I don't want it to be a divorce, but I don't want him to, to stay married to him, but I want it to be pleasant for our kids and for us. And they called it conscious uncoupling. Well, I think Bride and Jeremy in their own way are navigating these, well, we're in a polyamorous relationship. We love each other dearly. We want each other in our lives. And we're trying to figure out how to make that all work. Is she just trying to rename divorce to something that's comfortable? I think it, like I think, changing shell shock to PTSD. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Uh, no, I think divorce has a very n negative connotation. So we have two terms, right? We have well, three terms. We have marriage, separation, and divorce. And separation almost always leads to divorce in what we're told. Um, I think she is trying to say, no, it's not a divorce. We're not divorcing from each other. We're trying to figure out how to make our relationship work without being romantic. Okay, are they getting are they are they separating from each other legally as yes. not being married? Yes. So they're getting divorced. No. 
But they are. That's the definition of. Okay, but yeah, I have a contract. problem with that. I don't think I, that I'm that not saying be, it's a, I, I'm right, okay with that. Right. I, that's fine. I'm just saying it's just changing the words mm-hmm. from divorced to whatever you said. Well, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, listen, we don't want this to be a negative right. thing. Right. It's the same thing, but using more pleasant words yeah. to describe Hyper- it. Hyperbole, I think. I don't know. What it is. I don't know. One of huh. those. Some of those. Some of those English words <laughs> I taught at one time. <laughs> right. All right. We should take a break. Yeah, we should. Okay. Be right back. I want everyone to do me a favor. It'll only take a minute. I want everyone to go to odealarose.com and check out their Valentine's Day bouquets. And I know the first thing that you're going to think to yourself, because it's the first thing I think to myself, anytime I see bouquets on a website that are going to be delivered, that there's no way that when I get those to the recipient that they are going to look like that picture. And I can tell you firsthand that they are going to. And not only are they going to look like that picture, but Odala Rose is going to send you a photo of your actual bouquet before they even ship it to prove to you that they look as fresh and beautiful as they do in that picture. And I know every single one of us right now misses someone out there and would love someone in our life to get a bouquet like that. If I could chime in here for a second. Oh, well, pl- please do. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's about flowers. I would think you'd want me to. I went on the website and I've done shopping for flowers online before. And the pictures always look nice. They always look presentable. And when you get them, like you said, it looks nothing like the picture. What's different about this website or in their photography or whatever they're doing, even the pictures are nicer than what I've ever seen anywhere else shopping for flowers online. And when we got flowers delivered, they looked just like the picture. It mm-hmm. was really incredible. Yeah, I'm still scarred from my humiliating experience sending your mom flowers that looked half dead. As a daughter-in-law, you never want to send your mother-in-law flowers that look half dead. It's just not a good look. So um, I have recovered because of uh, Ode a la Rose and the fact that they actually send what they say they're going to. They create unique and elegant bouquets inspired by their founders' Parisian roots. And I have spoken to the founders, and I would also like to say they are the nicest guys. I'm always so excited when I speak to the companies that we're working with, and they are just awesome people. And they have a team of talented floral designers, and the company works exclusively with eco-friendly farms in Ecuador, Colombia, and the Netherlands that harvest the highest quality flowers. Ode a la Rose is all about providing an exceptional customer experience, and that is exactly what they do. They send updates at every step, including a picture of your bouquet as it leaves. The result, you know that what you ordered is what the recipient will receive. They also will send a picture of you and the recipient and uh, print it out and put it in the order. They also will send a vase so that the work for the recipient is so much easier. I am telling you, you are going to love Ode a la Rose. They have same-day delivery in NYC, Chicago, and Philadelphia. Next-day delivery everywhere else in the U.S. Head over to odealarose.com, O-D-E-A-L-A-R-O-S-E.com. Use our promo code MNM for 10% off for Valentine's Day or just because. A few weeks ago, we did our episode about feeling really disconnected, and we have, and I get so many messages from people saying, It's the same with my spouse and me that we are feeling really uh, disconnected right now also. And last night we did something different, something that we've never done before. We did a date box by Happily where they send you a box every month 
that has all the components you need for a date night. So you literally have to do no planning. You don't have to worry about getting a babysitter or anything because you're right at home. And it's perfect, especially for the pandemic. We had a great night. We did. And it's funny that we're disconnected and we're home with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't go anywhere. We don't do anything, but we're still disconnected. It kind of gets, you know, monotonous. We have nothing to do. Right. So we just fall into this routine. But this date night box was really so much fun because we played a game. Yep. We made a s'mores dip. We did. I made a candle. You did. And it smelled great. I mean, in one night. And this just all came in this one little box that was just set up for our date. We had a really good time. It was and amazing. then uh, afterwards, you might have gotten a little something, something. Oh, I think you got a little something. Oh, look, something. I got a little something, something too. Yeah. It was a really fun night. I can't recommend it enough. Happily does a great job of just giving you all the components so that you don't have to worry about it and you have a stress free, nice night together. Head over to thehappily.co. T-H-E-H-A-P-P-I-L-Y dot C-O. Use our promo code M-N-M for 50% off your first box. That's thehappily.co. Use promo code M-N-M for 50% off your first box. Some of the favorite messages that I get are from younger couples who tell me that they've listened to the podcast and learned from our mistakes and how they're now doing things differently as a young married couple. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> right, <laughs> we exactly. Screw, we screw up. We're and you so benefit. glad we screwed up so you could do better. No, that's the whole point. I know. Literally the whole point. They make me these messages make me so happy. And I recently had a woman who messaged me and said, I have been begging my husband to buy me a ring for the past two years that I have been making him feel like he should be saving up and buying me a ring. And after I heard the Modern Gents ad and I saw your pictures of it on Instagram, I decided that we were going to use the money to save to travel instead. And they got a Modern Gents ring. Brilliant. Honestly, it was one of the shining moments of my life mm -hmm. because I, I made that mistake. And I know how much better for us, not for everybody, some people, you know, it, it's not the right decision. It was to use that money for traveling once we sold my ring. And Modern Gents is so gorgeous that it literally looks just like a $10,000 diamond. They're gorgeous. Modern Gents' goal is to make it so couples spend their money on travel and experiences and less on a rock on your finger. That's why they created conflict-free, handcrafted, affordable wedding and engagement rings. Also, during pregnancy, your fingers can swell and you can't fit your regular engagement ring? No problem. Order your size from Modern Gents and wear it until your regular ring fits again. Their rings are made of high-quality materials ranging from 925 sterling silver to tungsten carbide. You don't have to worry about your ring rusting or your finger turning green like some cheap costume jewelry. Their rings are made from conflict-free materials. That's my favorite part. High-quality diamond stimulants. Diamond stimulants are man-made stones that look just like perfect diamonds and shine like crazy. Head over to modgents.com. That's M-O-D-G-E-N-T-S dot com. Use our promo code Martinis18. You'll get 18% off any purchase of $25 or more. That's modgents.com, promo code Martinis18. So as far as Brian and Jeremy goes, I think that they still really want each other in each other's lives. Like, I think they really love each other, and they're trying to navigate that. So... 
that's what I took away from that. I, I was surprised at the fact that they're not still sexual with each other. But again, they're navigating territory that has never been, you know, before. Like, there's nobody out there telling them this is how you do that. Um, and even for us, unless it's marriage or divorce, there's no one saying to us, that's how you do this. Well, even what it brings up a whole nother discussion. Like, why get married? What's the point? It's just, I, we, we talked about it in the episode. Well, a few it, people did m- message me and say, I think they're just doing it for health care. I think they're doing well, it for this. I, I said for taxes. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's, it didn't, I don't think so. Well, I th- you, well they got married young. Right, yeah. so they got married because they were supposed to get married. Right. Okay, so nothing if, to do with taxes. Would they or, get married today? Maybe not. They, they said live probably together. not. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, why? You know, if you're into this lifestyle and because you're at you want to satisfy age, your family and society. Right. So today, if they were their age, they are now. Would they get married? Probably not. Right. Would they live together? Yeah, for six months out of the year, and you know, be with other people. Yeah. You know, which. Good, great for them, you know, mm-hmm. different way of living. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I think marriage is really forced on us. It's a, you know, it's a whole. Oh, you're telling me. Listen, we're <laughs> feeling it right now with Ian's bar mitzvah, and that's not even a marriage, but we're feeling it with you got to do this and you got to do that and 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 you got to spend money on this and this is how it's done. And yeah, it's a whole, uh, you know, it's a whole, what's it called? Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So moving on. Moving on. But I, what I was going to say that in defense of of everything that they're talking about, because I do think polyamory there is something to it, and and it's a hard life to navigate. Um, that you know, only three to five percent of roughly five thousand species of mammals, including humans, are known to form lifelong monogamous bonds. And uh, the superstars of monogamy include beavers. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Wolves and some bats. But three to five percent. So, you know, we have socially constructed this ish, this, you know, idea of monogamy. And, and I, I get it. It works. It's clean. It's effective. Um, you know, I do understand the logic behind it. But mm-hmm. I think... For people trying to navigate outside of it, we need to be a little bit open and forgiving and be like, okay, I I get why they would try to do that. Well, do we need to be monogamous? Do we need to settle down, have this nuclear family just to have a society, just to, you know, have a stable, you know, economy working every day and you you have your family and I guess you go to work. It, otherwise, people home. are like forming a commune. I guess uh, I don't want to use but the word I, but control. But it's so interesting because I feel like of, you're very solidified in the monogamous lifestyle. Me? Yes. Uh, no, not at all. I'm just thinking, is this the way it's supposed to be just because we're supposed to be some kind of controlled society yes, where we are a controlled society. Yeah, I mean, you have a house, you have yeah. a family, you have a whatever you have, a, you have kids and then you yeah. have dogs and then you have, did you watch you big work. love on HBO? No, I, I did you not. Did. No, it's interesting. No, but you know, it's just the way things work in the cogs. That's, keep that's polygamy. That's not polyamory. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. It's completely different. 
No, but I'm just saying, you know, it's the way the world works. It's the way the economy works. The cars right. are going. Everything's in motion. Everything's right. the way it's supposed to be. And then, you know, I don't know, outside the norm, it just doesn't work the same way. Yeah. And that's why I think when, when people, you know, people were saying, I think they're doing it for the health insurance or they're this or that. No, I, I, I disagree. Uh, not that, you know, I, I get I get what you're saying, but no, I disagree. I think that they are navigating territory that has never been navigated before. In some sense, they're pioneers in this. Listen, we're not into monogamy, but we love each other and we're trying to figure it out. So I give them, you know, I, I give them a lot of credit. And, um, and, and they obviously love each other. I have no doubt about that. I, I have listened to several of their podcast episodes. I, I know that a podcast doesn't give you everything about a person, but I do think that they are, uh, really committed to each other as, as individuals, as people. And I respect them. Okay. So I'm looking All forward right. to maybe having them back in six months to update us on their, on their situation. Sure. All right. On top of that, I wanted to get into a little bit of Valentine's Day stuff because um, it is almost Valentine's Day. Did you know that, Adam, that it is almost Valentine's (laughs) Day? The most romantic day of the year where you were supposed to shower your loved one with (laughs) bought goods and... uh, Bought goods? Yes. Well, what are your feelings about Valentine's Day? Do you feel this is a Hallmark holiday? Is this a made-up thing? Right. Just to spend money for a day and, you know, Yeah, this buy a year card. it hits me different because, um, you know, usually it's something that I just see as a romantic holiday because uh, we don't experience a ton of romance usually. So I usually use it as an excuse of, like, why we need to be romantic with each other. I think we're, like... Ugh. We're a, a couple who spends a lot of time together and we love to be together. We're a fun couple. We're a sexual couple in a lot of ways. We, we, we have a lot of those things going on. The romance, I think, is often lacking. And I think, obviously, it is something, I don't know about men, I'm not going to speak for you, as women that we need. It is something inherent. You know, otherwise, Bridgerton wouldn't be the uh, highest rated Netflix show ever with 83 million viewers. There is something that we need internally, romantically, that we're not getting. So do you think that's why Valentine's Day was created? Because women need a day to feel romanced and... No. I mean, maybe pe- maybe they're capitalizing on it. Of course. I don't know. Not maybe. Of okay. course. I mean, but but, do, do you but it's, I don't think it's it's a made-up thing. I think we really do need it. And I think maybe in the past I have put more emphasis on that. Right now I'm putting the emphasis on, you know, sending your mom flowers, sending my mom flowers. I'm not just saying that because we have a flower sponsor. Uh, sending, you know, I sent stuff to – I want to send stuff to – our nieces and nephews who I haven't seen, like I am using it as a day of like, I haven't fucking been able to embrace you. Even if I've seen right, but our nieces could, and nephews and everything, that. I haven't been able to embrace you. I want to pamper you. Okay. You way. could do that any day of the year that you oh, want. Oh no. I think okay. it's a good reminder. You, I understand. I'm yeah. just questioning. Like, do you remember in, in the Simpsons when they have, what was it? Love day or something like that, where they took a rip off of Valentine's day. I don't know. So it's, the Simpsons created Love Day. So it was a new, instead of Valentine's, not instead of, but in, in addition to Valentine's Day, it was Love Day. So mm-hmm. now they have 
Loveday cards and Loveday mm-hmm. parks and Loveday, you know. If, so it's just another the day Simpsons man of the, you know, predicting the future, predicting always. everything. You know, I I just don't know. Like, is it necessary or is it? Yes. Just another day to buy a card or a flower uh, or a whatever. I'm going to as someone who I love you very much. I think you're oh a boy. wonderful yeah, man. That's great. Get to the romance point. is few and far between with you. If this is something that can spark your romance. Or for someone like me, who I love all these people in my life, and all of a sudden, three weeks before Valentine's Day, I'm like, you know what? I want to send them something and remind them of how much I I do miss them and I do love them. What's the harm in that? Nothing. But my question is, is Valentine's Day for women? For the man to do something for a woman? You and I argued about this a long time ago. Do you remember that? I do. Yes, we did have an argument. I did at one point. And, and you know what's funny? Things have changed drastically since we've had this argument between genders and, you know, yeah, where, you know, who who does what and who has what role and, you know, who, what's well, a man Well, I think what's early, in our, our, early in our relationship, I think I was the more romantic one. I think I was always doing things that were sort of romantic for you. I had the time. I didn't have kids. I... You know, I I was working, but uh, I didn't have other responsibilities. I'm not anyone who's out there without kids. I know you have a lot of responsibilities. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I took it upon me to do more romantic things. And as we had kids and as we had these other, you know, influences on us, I didn't do it as much. So Valentine's Day maybe became more meaningful. I think he... You were never the romantic type. I think you are the type who like makes things really fun, which I'm so appreciative of. And you make things exciting. And but romance, I think, is not your forte. Okay. You have done things in the past (laughs) that were romantic, but they were very isolated incidents. Well, well, definitions of romance are very. Subjective, don't you think? Like coming on my face or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all subjective, yes. But yeah, it is. I, I do mean, sometimes is, think is that it, you you mistake sex for romance. Well, no, I, I don't know. Maybe you mistake things for romance that aren't. I mean, I don't know. What's the definition of romantic? I mean, is it... That. I'll know it when I feel it. Okay, is all right, I have a question for you. Mm. You might not like this, mm. but I, but it's a question. Oh. Is it romantic that you know we never had the discussion that you were never going to work again and you haven't, and I was okay with that? That has nothing. And, no, that's you not weren't okay I mean, with it, obviously. And well, no, obviously, that's not romance. That what? is a an issue that we should have. What does that have to do with romance? Well, that's my question. What is romantic? Is that me doing something for you? Me going the no, extra you mile didn't. For you? you always completely uh, what were you? You always resented it. Okay, so okay. no, there was no romance. But nothing it. ever came out of it. You didn't go back to work or anything like that. I never came down on you for doing anything about it. I am fucking working right now. I mean, it doesn't feel like work because I love it, but it you, is. You know what I'm saying. You never, you know, you, you stopped teaching when Mia was born and that was it. And you were stay-at-home mom. No, that's not was, romance at all. Oh, exactly. So what's the definition of romance? I, maybe that, to me, that's a little romantic. That no. I never, you know, said to you. 
Nah, you because there were a thousand ways that you were. I know you don't want to. No. No. Really? That's not romance. I don't romance. think that's fair. I, I think it is. I'm, no, I'm considering because your feelings. I don't think you actually felt that way. I but think I'm considering your feelings and I know how you feel about it. No. And I'm thinking romance to myself. Romance is a different thing. Romance is something that you do. This is my definition. Something that you do that is a feeling of um, elation. Of what? Uh, please define. <laughs> of, of happiness beyond the the normal circumstances. So if me not working is something that is nice of you to do, there's still an element of I am working. I have kids and I'm home and I'm 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 helping around the house and I'm cleaning the house. Uh, listen, uh, I, uh, I know uh, it's yeah. all complicated yeah. and yes. we've we've done it a thousand times, but no, that is romance is an I am purely elated on a different level for you. I just want to be intimate and show you my admiration of you and in this moment, show you that you are my true person. And that's not telling someone that it's okay not to work. That is flowers and hotels and chocolate and well, but, seduction. And but that's, that's, what I, that's why I'm questioning this because... Okay, no, you know. men out there, women out there, make no mistake... It is not just your partner not working oh, no, for no. whatever the fuck that no, even bullshit. means. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Bullshit. Thank if, you. If, okay, I'm going to stop you right there because I understand as a guy, you're frustrated on Valentine's Day. You have to spend extra money. You think it's a Hallmark holiday. I know. I know how you feel. At the same time, I say to you, why not use this as a time to show your partner a little bit more of how you feel. Listen, if you don't want to spend $200 or whatever it is, fine. There are other ways. And I will tell you how because I included them in this week's uh, Friday Five. But there are many ways. But I do think as a reminder, sure, it's a fine way to uh, be awakened to the fact of, oh, shit, I need to remind my partner that I really love them. And we all need a fucking wake-up call once and again. And and especially during a pandemic when we are <laughs> in the monotony of living this whatever nightmare it is, and, and we need to remind each other of how we feel. So I am going to say this year especially, I believe Valentine's Day is 100% like legitimate. Okay. Is it is it okay to say like women should be doing this for men as well? A hundred, absolutely. Okay. I just don't know how absolutely. to think of Valentine's Day. I for a long time didn't because I do no. think that when we were early in our relationship and I had more time, I was doing it more. Now I absolutely believe that it's both ways. Oh, that's a win for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling you that for a long time. Okay, we have stuff to get into here about Valentine's Day, so let's do that. But first, we'll take oh a break. shit, another break. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, damn. Yeah, it's time. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just five dollars. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I wanted to start with, for Valentine's Day, a message that one of our longtime listeners sent uh, that really made me feel good about what we're doing and, and our relationship. And just he's... He's been here for the long haul, so that was really important to me because a lot of times when we get uh, reviews and ratings, it's someone who has listened to one episode or, um, you know, has come in in the middle of things. And, and so this was special to me. He said, I listen to the podcast every week on my three-hour drive to work. I love the honesty and open dialogue. I don't know if anyone has told you this, but I can truly hear that you are both happier compared to the first episode, which I thought was so nice. And it meant a lot to me. Uh, I know this listener. He's been a longtime listener. I, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but it meant a lot to me because as people can imagine, um, we get rated and reviewed obviously a lot. And, and for the most part, everyone is super, uh, um, supportive and uh, understanding everyone i said for the most part <laughs> yeah, for the most part for the Definitely. most part yeah. yeah but there are people who come in and and rate and review one episode you know that that they listen to the guilt episode or uh, another episode in that time period when we were going through really the thick of things and, and so as somebody who has sort of been there for the arc of everything that's happened I don't know. I thought that was like a nice gesture to start with that we've, we've come a long way. Yeah. Look, we, we kind of started from the bottom. You know, we were. Well, we started from almost the bottom and, and we weren't quite at the bottom. We, we got to the bottom during the podcast. Yeah, which, that's true. Which was sort of one of the things that made it so, so special and unique. And then we started the work. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely true. We, we were married for, what, 18 years before we started the podcast? No, not quite. 16 years. How many, mari- how many years have we married? Now? How many marriages have we had? Uh, I think we were married for like 16 years. 16 yeah. years. Okay, so we had 16 years of marriage and then hit kind of rock bottom during what when we first started this podcast, a little bit into it. But uh, this has led us to work on our marriage doing this podcast. And I appreciate what he is saying because I agree with him. I mean, you know, doing this podcast has helped us communicate, helped us be real with each other, helped us with everything. And I agree. I You know, I think we're at a point now where, yes, our marriage is probably now at possibly our best it's been. Yes, we have some downfalls, and yes, we have some moments like last night when you were annoying the fuck out of me and I was getting annoyed. Oh. <laughs> but Amazing. <laughs> for the most part. Well, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, and we don't have any outlet to go and be, you know, I think a lot of uh, relationships are feeling like that. Does anybody like when you're, like, not feeling... Good all right, and oh, when fuck you're, you. It's so <laughs> annoying. I'm trying to just like, and then your say wife just a nice... Videos, all right. yeah, okay. But they also don't have a social media community who wants once in a while Wants to see your and husband vi- and like right. his... Uh, okay, no one likes you. Let's keep not going. Not feeling good, like yeah, okay. exhausted. Fucking and- happy Valentine's Day, bitch. <laughs> um, no, I really was appreciative of that because, I, you know, I do, I do think that there... That, listen, we have a ton of problems still. Uh, we no, really, a few, not a ton. 
We used to have a ton. We're we're gonna be working until the day we fucking die. Like we're gonna be working on things because we are too complex individuals in this fight for the long haul all the polyamorous out there are like exactly yeah no that's why we do our thing well you did say to them it's out of the it's off the table for us it's out of the cards for us because we can't handle it and i was sort of like fucking speak for yourself what really i was speaking for you uh yes 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 i i do agree with that but uh, no, next okay. day I would not be able to handle you. Me? You yeah. would, oh, that's what you were saying. You wouldn't be able to handle me. I don't know how you would respond. You know what? I Because you've been there before. Where? At a strip club and the next day I had to deal with it. No, but no, but it's consent. Like you would know what I was doing. I would know what you were doing. Like there's not a question of or a secrecy or anything like that going on. Well, unless I just, you go outside the guidelines of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? I said very quickly that it was about you. I'm not sure. I, th- I feel like I would be very jealous and I feel like you would have. That would turn me on. We'd have some really good sex if you were really <laughs> jealous. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle you with another yeah man yeah it's hard maybe right but 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 then then we get back to the uh the hard part and i know that there are a lot of people who feel this way too because they 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 message me and i talk to them a lot of okay so we have one life is it Mm -hmm. are we going to satisfy all the facets of each other's needs so are you saying that you want to try this are you into the no trying separate I'm for I'm fucking tired, man. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so tired. The <laughs> pandemic has me so tired. Yeah, I, you were saying I, I don't want to be stuck home in a pandemic. Uh, you know, all right. If there was no pandemic, if there was no, if things no, were back to- uh, I want more romance. That's my one thing. Okay. That's my number one. I'm being very honest. I do. I want more romance. I think we're lacking in the romance department. Right, but do you want it from me? Yes. Or do you want it from another woman who would satisfy you in other ways that I could not? Why do you think you could not? Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like you have this no. idea that a woman could do something because for you. I have this idea that you don't give a shit to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm very excited for. Well, we'll get to that because that's one of my questions. But um, all right, get to the questions. Okay. So, so We're that was my. Time. But but I was very happy about that, and I was very excited about that message, because um, you know I, I do think that 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 like Brad and Jeremy, who probably have people coming in and and evaluating their marriage and everything based on what's happening now or whatever, you know, your, your relationship is either an arc or a roller coaster or whatever, uh, you know, dynamic it is. And it's nice to be able to see that people, that people get it. And we have so many supportive people out there and we thank all of you. Uh, but this was, you know, it was a nice message to get because we get a lot of evaluations just on one episode and ratings and reviews on one episode. And so th- this was really nice. And I okay. really appreciate it. All right, listen. Okay, I'm right, shutting yeah. up. Stop. We, uh, we're really running out of time. No, we're not and we running have out of so time. Much... We have all the time in the world. Time <laughs> is a social construct. I was just listening like to... Like monogamy. I was listening to a uh, podcast from Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. About time and how how, I, how we conceive time and we think of time, you should listen to that. 
Oh, would okay. You, would you have interest in that? Sure, I will. Okay. You're reading Sapiens, so... Right. I'm doing something for you. I kind of read Sapiens for you. No, you so. listen to it. I listened to I it. I read it. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you need to listen to it. <laughs> All right, so uh, some of the questions from our Friday Five for next week. Okay, the first one was, give me three compliments you've never given me before. Your first feedback of that was... Go ahead. Fucking three compliments, really? Can I just no. give you one compliment? No, not three compliments, really. It was three compliments I've never given you before you've only given me three compliments oh, since we've been yourself. the same That's my three first compliments over and over yeah all right three I, I, it was very easy for me so uh if this really? is a problem for you maybe that's why i want to be a lesbian okay i have one mm. that i think i i'm starting with my most uh generous mm. <laughs> so excited uh no we we always fought about things that i expected in a wife and that i didn't think you provided for me in the beginning, but thanks, mother-in-law. I <laughs> I love you, Janet. I really do. You were look. You know, you were not the woman that I expected a wife to be. And, you know, we were twenty-five. I grew up in a you know one way. You grew up a different way. We talked about this a thousand times in a thousand different podcasts already. But I, but the one thing I never realized was all of the things that you gave that I never gave you credit for. And then I think now that I do, that the cleaning and the, you know, being there and the cook, not being there, but cooking and cleaning, you know, all the things that are so traditional and chauvinistic and things about how what women should be doing if you're not working in your home that were initially so, you know, um, important that I've realized everything else that you have to offer are so much more important than those things are. Oh, like what? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote them down. Say them slowly (laughs) and in French. (laughs) No, seriously, the love and the affection and the forgiveness and the way you are as a mom and the way you are as a wife. Am I a good mom? You're such a good mom. Like All the things that are not... You never told me that before. I know. That was what you asked me for. Things Aww. that I've never complimented you for that, you know, but all the things that I was with that we fought about for 20 years mm-hmm. that I would still like you to do <laughs> and you won't, but you have so much more to offer. Wait a second. This house, I feel like I've been so much cleaner than I've ever all right, been. The sink was full for three days. Okay. Next. Yeah. Um, because I was working. Okay. No, my point is. I was, it was just so easy for me to get over those things because I can love you so much more for the things you do that I now realize you do. So I'm super average. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. You suck at those. You're amazing at right. these. I'm super and you average. Equal out. Oh, I'm so sweet. <laughs> you don't understand super what I'm saying. You know wife. what I'm trying to say. I can't, I'm not okay. good at you know, Fuck you, Valentine's Day. Go okay. fuck yourself in the ass. All right. Do you want to do, uh, but you want to do one, two, and three, the same, or do you want me to go now? Because you're going to feel really bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Can I rephrase what I was yes, trying to say? Yes, please do. I would appreciate that because there were, there were plates in the sink, but at the same time, okay. I was fucking working. What I'm trying to say is. And your is, kids are fucking taken care of, and they are alive. I, I know. There's. What I was trying to say oh, is there's so much more to you and mm. that you give that I ever gave you credit for. And I never appreciated you for those things. Mm-hmm. And now I do. And I love you so much for those things. 
No? That's not good? I don't know. Oh, I, my I, God. I thought it was so... Uh, it's good. I don't... Under, I, right. No, it was a little hard to understand. Right. I'm a little confused. Delete it. It was, right. it was a little confusing. So you like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. Do you like me? Tony, delete that part, and right. we'll get back into the... Tony, uh, Tony, Tony has done it again. <laughs> okay. So this I, is my I first I think one. people listening are, tr- are understanding what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. although I'm, I'm not sure. good at saying these things. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not good all at right. the... You do it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, okay, so my first compliment, you're going to feel f- fucking good. bad about yourself, comes with an apology. <laughs> oh, boy. It does. Hold on. During our... What? Let me raise your mic. <laughs> go ahead. Dur- do you have any sound effects to go with this? <laughs> yeah. During our kinks and, uh, and fetishes episode, when you were talking about uh, hooking up the shock thing, what was it? The electrolyte? Yeah, the electrodes. The, the uh, electrodes. I said, could you even find the clit? Yeah, I, I did. That. I know. And that sounded terrible. I didn't mean it to sound terrible. I meant it to sound like so many of us talking about the clit, but we don't really know where it is. I so was very upset about it. I'm this. sorry. Yeah. I'm so, no, I do. I really apologize. I realize how that sounded. I did not mean it to sound like that. No, it, I, it, it sounded awful. I know. It was I'm awful. Sorry. I'm I sorry. Did, I did find it. It was with somebody else. It wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> um, but my, my, fir- my, my first thought was, you know what? After I said that, I was like, you know what? I need to give him credit because you give really good head. Damn. You do. You're talking about with women. I, I don't with know you. about other women <laughs> and what they would say. I don't know. I We'd like have to go back to the guilt episode and talk to those women from the strip club. I feel like giving head is a, like to a man. Oh, what do you call it? To a woman? No, you <laughs> give head to a woman. I don't know. Head? What do you? I don't oh, know. Head. I mean. Go down on. Yeah eat out <laughs> i yeah. don't know i feel like giving head is giving oh a man, like yeah, a you male, might be right yeah i don't know my friends and i when we talk about it we say giving head but really? i think okay. you are really good at Thank it you. yes you are i have to give you that compliment that i i you are a hundred percent committed when you are down there mm-hmm. you you are focused i like uh, it. there is you are you have been diagnosed with adhd in your childhood there is no sign of adhd <laughs> going on except that you are only focused on the task at hand um yeah. is that a good thing uh yeah a hundred percent yeah Yes, but uh, but you know, usually it's that you're like you know can't focus and you're all over the place. Right, whatever, like if right? I'm doing that, I'm thinking about yeah. Something no, else. no, no, you are totally yeah. focused yeah. at the task. I, I like it. That's you why because I'm, I'm into it. I love doing it. And I have to say, uh, you are very good at Thank it. You. And I look forward to when you're doing it. As when you come in at night, I'm always like, I hope he doesn't expect me to do anything, and he's just gonna give me head <laughs> and then finish up for the last five I think minutes most inside of me. You're thinking, I hope I have to do nothing. Right. And He's gonna that is most everything. nights, yes. Yeah. But but it, but if we were in a hotel, it wouldn't be. It's only pandemic style. Because I'm like, I'm tired from the kids. I just want him to do it. Yeah. If we were at a hotel, I'll do whatever you yeah, want. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have one mm. that I think I, I don't think I've ever told you before, but I really, truly believe. I'm good at walking the dogs. <laughs> You're actually, oh, no, you are very good at walking the dogs. Obviously. Yeah. I wish you would do it more when I was getting ready in the morning. Walking the dogs. Yeah, because the the, the barking and the craziness. Uh, and, what is yeah. your compliment? My, my compliment to you is, I honestly think you are the most fun person for me to hang out with. Is <gasps> with find out this what? even even without like love and affection and sensuality and all that other bullshit. Yeah, th- not bullshit. Yeah, that's good stuff too. <laughs> 
I just love is in the air. <laughs> I just love hanging out, oh, like playing pool too. with you and like watching a movie and me hanging too. out. Like you replaced my boys. Aww. That's a big statement. Mm-hmm. I don't have friends because I love being with you. Oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> this is the worst episode ever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anybody who's still out there, just yeah, listen, no, keep going. Yeah, no, this is the worst uh, episode ever. It was only ever. three things each to be nice to right, each other. Right, right. So. We'll fucking hate each but, other But after. I really believe that. I really oh, do. thank you. I really think that. Thank you. All right, my second compliment for all of you two people who are still out there <laughs> has to do with the book I'm reading, which is The Midnight Library. And I know some of you have read that. Yeah, I like this concept. It sounds really cool. Yeah, so it's about, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, you know, this girl uh, goes to this library that's sort of between life and death, and she gets a trial of these different lives that could have been. And I guess, you know, as much as I would love to try different lives, and that's sort of where polyamory comes in, right? Like you're sort of trying these different lifestyles and these different people and how they would you know, go into your lifestyle and then you come back to your person. Um, and, you know, I've spoken to him friendly with Bethany Myers, who's married to uh, Nika. I, 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 Nico, I, I mess up his name every time. Treratorelli. Is there I a compliment coming in here okay, at some so, point? What so, the fuck are you talking about? So anyway, about? there's a sort of home base where you come back to after you try all these things. So so in the Midnight Library, you go out and you try all these different lives that could have been. And and, and I think about that and, that and trying all these different lives. And my compliment is I cannot imagine being in an existence fully where you weren't there. That, you know, uh, in a sense, like, you're just my home base that I would always need to come back to you. I feel the same way. I get that. And during the day when I text you a million times and you don't text me back because you're, like, busy or whatever. (laughs) Because I (laughs) work. You work. I'm sort of like, I I don't want to text anyone else. Like, I just want to tell him. I want him to know. And... I want him to save me when I have my OCD and and I'm waiting for him to come home and that's my Really? Yeah. Wow. It's true. That's nice. I want to sleep tonight though. Don't come in for sex. I no, just you can't. want to sleep. Yeah. Right? I don't know. The kids are home so I No, it's like you were you're, you're, you're uh, my period. Your aunt right. Flo is here. Oh lord. <laughs> All right, what's your third? Wait, is it? <laughs> because I might be coming in whether you like it or not. Yes, my Aunt Flo is here. Yeah, go to is. bed. Yeah. I want to watch my HG, I have a feeling she... HGTV shows and go to bed. All right. Uh, uh, my last compliment to you. Mm. I don't want to admit this. I really, really, really don't. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to do it now. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> okay. You. Complete me. <laughs> are. Jerry McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> You are funny. (laughs) Damn, I'm funny, people. I never said that before in my life. You've never said that ever. Wow, I'm funny. Look at Billy's like grumbling. The dogs are excited. I am funny. Is that the biggest I'm compliment funny. I've ever given you, ever? Dude, I, I am funny. <laughs> yes. 
That is the biggest compliment you've I've ever I've never said that to you before. Wow. I, I mean, I would say there's there are 800 other people, 800,000, I should say, other people who have told me that. All right, I'm going to get to the third one because I know we're running out yes. of time. My third one, I know I've sort of said to you, but maybe not. Uh, and for those of you who are like, what the fuck is this? Go on our Friday Five this week. I'm going to have a lot of really fun um questions that you can ask your partner that we you know just to sort of we why aren't we all saying this more but but sign up for our friday five if you aren't already you can do it on our website my third one is this year more than ever with the pandemic and everything i have to say our kids are so fucking lucky to have you um i grew up with a mom who was really fun she's really fucking fun she's really funny um my dad was more serious but a wonderful, wonderful dad. Um, and I have to say, having a fun parent is key. And you are the type of person who you want your kids to experience fun. And that is a huge thing for me. I mean, I could not ask for more than that from a partner. And and especially also that you're so accepting. And this year with Mia coming out, there were a lot of... Uh, of, of ways that you could have, have taken that and you were more accepting, more amazing than I could have ever imagined. And you are just, our kids are just fucking lucky to have you. And, and I do think I tell you you're a good t- dad from time to time, but, but for real, our kids are fucking lucky. And I you know think what? they're always going to think that. I always thought it was like a flaw of mine. That I'm fun with the kids because I'm like a little bit. Yeah. You should be a little more serious. <laughs> I w- like a little I, bit of a flaw. I want to be like boys with my boys and me, yes, you know, with me. I we did be- recently get a phone call from Ian's Spanish teacher that he needs to be working a little harder. What? the fuck does that have to do with what i'm saying well that you know maybe if you were a little like no like i want to be i want to be friends with my boys and i want to be like like cool dad to my you know to me like i i want to be i want to have fun with them because you know i know that you're the responsible one with them with everyday stuff it's good cop bad cop a little bit yeah it is Mm -hmm. and i want to be like the fun guy so like i always think of that as like yeah maybe should i be a little stricter maybe yes yes a little bit but you know i try to be and then you're like why are you so fucking moody like that's me you're not doing that to them you're doing it to me because you say to me like why are you you know everything that happens why are you so and you know why are you you know in such a bad mood and every little thing that that's happens not to them that's to no, me no it is because that's not true because if like if if the kids do the smallest thing that you know drives me crazy and i yell at them and you're like well, why are you in a bad mood why are you yelling why are you, you know no Mm-mm. i think you're wrong okay All right but but i appreciate that because i want to be the fun dad Th- that's what it comes down to. I, I, I know. do. I do want to be the fun dad. I, I don't get to see them all day. I like, and that's kind of maybe. But it's not even about being fun because you're just accepting. Like you're very accepting of them. And there's a lot of dads out there whose daughters could come out and they'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm pissed that I don't have to. That I don't get to be the dad who gets to, you know, deal with the son-in-law and whatever." Like you're just super yeah. accepting. You no, know what? what? Don't go there. What? No, no, no. I was going to say, I've had a lot of practice with us just being very ex- accepting oh. because we've done things so differently. Like we spoke about in the beginning of this episode, 
where, you know, a lot of my views have changed over mm-hmm. the years. You know, we've done things out of the norm. I've become very accepting about us against the norm. It's been an easy progression for me to be accepting and think differently about how my kids want to be and right. how we're going to be. Right. So it's been an easy transition for me for my kids. And I listen, whatever me wants to be, it's <laughs> if she's happy and she can find somebody who makes her happy, like it. Yeah, makes me I happy. feel like that now too. I'm yeah. sort of like whoever they pick who makes them happy, and <laughs> all I and I want to do actually pretty soon. I want to do a religion episode too to talk about all of this. But um, all right, all right. Wow, for well, people who had nothing, <laughs> we went. Th- we had we had nothing. We haven't even gotten through everything. We had nothing for this episode. Yeah, we had four questions that you gave me, and that was two of them. Yeah, two. No one. No, it's two. It was the follow-up to Bride and Jeremy. Oh, and oh, right, right, Three right. compliments. And we have two right, more. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to do it figure out the next tomorrow. ones. Yeah. Uh, but thank wow. you, everyone. For Are you still here? <laughs> yeah. The, the ba- this, I'm really going to call this the worst episode ever. Okay. okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or grossest, one or the other. No, call it the worst episode ever. It's the worst episode ever. We're just ever. rambling on and just right. doing our thing. Okay, and, but the who worst cares? Episode. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, people might like it. Sure. Uh, we love you. Thank you for being here. If you're still here. <laughs> right. All two of you. Um, but yeah, thank right. you. Thanks, guys. Have a great Valentine's Day. Wait. Yeah. When you support our sponsors, you support us. And um, and we have some amazing sponsors. And I'm, I'm super proud to be affiliated with them. And also um, go to our Friday Five and sign up. And, and we will uh, give you some awesome Valentine's Day questions. And we're grateful for you. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.